The Miraculous Transformation of Julian Mantle. Julian was the first to speak. He admitted that his body had fallen apart and that his mind had lost its luster. The constant pressure and exhausting schedule of a world-class trial lawyer had also broken his most important and perhaps most human endowment, his spirit. When given the ultimatum by his doctor either to give up the law or give up his life, he said he saw a golden opportunity to rekindle the inner fire that he had known when he was younger. Julian grew visibly excited as he recounted how he sold all his material possessions and headed for India, a land whose ancient culture and mystical traditions had always fascinated him. He traveled from tiny village to tiny village, seeing the timeless sights and growing to love the Indian people. Julian slowly began to feel alive and whole again, perhaps for the first time since he was a child. His natural curiosity and creative spark steadily returned, along with his enthusiasm and his energy for living. He started to feel more joyful and peaceful, and he began to laugh again. Julian told me that his journey to India was more than a simple vacation. He described his time as a personal odyssey of the self. He confided that he was determined to find out who he really was and what his life was all about. To do this, his first priority was to connect to that culture's vast pool of ancient wisdom on living a more rewarding, fulfilling, and enlightened life. The more he explored, the more he heard of Indian monks who had lived beyond the age of a hundred. Monks who, despite their advanced years, maintained youthful, energetic, and vital lives. The more he traveled, the more he learned of ageless yogis who had mastered the art of mind control and spiritual awakening. It was while he was in Kashmir, an ancient and mystical state that sits sleepily at the foot of the Himalayas, that he had the good fortune to meet a gentleman named Yogi Krishnan. This slight man with a clean-shaven head had also been a lawyer. Fed up with his hectic pace that personifies modern New Delhi, he too gave up his material possessions and retreated to a world of greater simplicity. Becoming a caretaker of the village temple, Krishnan said he had come to know himself and his purpose in the larger scheme of life. Julian informed this lawyer-turned-yogi of his own story. I need your help, Krishnan. I need to learn how to build a richer, fuller life. For as long as I have been caring for this temple, I have heard whisperings of a mystical band of sages living high in the Himalayas. Legend has it that they have discovered some sort of system that will profoundly improve the quality of anyone's life. It is supposed to be a holistic, integrated set of ageless principles and timeless techniques to liberate the potential of the mind, body, and soul. Julian was fascinated. This seemed perfect. Just exactly where do these monks live? No one knows, and I regret that I am too old to start searching. But I will tell you one thing, my friend. Many have tried to find them, and many have failed. The higher reaches of the Himalayas are treacherous beyond consequences. But if it is the golden keys to radiant health, lasting happiness, and inner fulfillment that you are searching for, I do not have the wisdom you seek. They do. Are you certain that you have no idea where they live? All I can tell you is that the locals in this village know them as the great sages of Savannah. In their mythology, Savannah means oasis of enlightenment. These monks are revered as if they are divine in their constitution and influence. If I knew where they could be found, I would be duty-bound to tell you. The next morning, Julian set out to the lost land of Savannah. The first few days were easy. 
Sometimes he would catch up to one of the cheerful citizens of the village walking on one of the footpaths. At other times, he hiked alone. The majesty of the snow-capped peaks of the Himalayas made his heart beat faster, and for one moment took his breath away. The fresh mountain air cleared his mind and energized his spirit. At once he felt joyous, exhilarated, and carefree. It was here, high above the humanity below, that Julian slowly ventured out of the cocoon of the ordinary and began to explore the realm of the extraordinary. It was while he was soaking in the gifts of nature's intelligence that something startling happened. From the corner of his eye he saw another figure, dressed strangely in a long, flowing red robe, topped by a dark blue hood slightly ahead of him on the path. Julian was astonished to see anyone in this isolated spot that had taken him seven treacherous days to reach. He yelled out to his fellow traveler. The figure refused to respond and accelerated his pace along the path they were both climbing. Soon the mysterious traveler was running, his red robe dancing gracefully behind him. Please, friend, I need your help to find Savannah, yelled Julian. I've been traveling for seven days with little food and water. I think I'm lost. The figure came to an abrupt stop. Julian approached cautiously while the traveler stood remarkably still and silent. His head did not move, his hands did not move, and his feet kept their place. Julian gazed at the traveler with an intense curiosity. A quick burst of a sunbeam revealed that it was a man's face under the loosely fitting hood. Though he was at least his own age, there were very striking features of this person which left Julian mesmerized. His eyes were cat-like and so penetrating that Julian was forced to look away. His olive-complexioned skin was supple and smooth. His body looked strong and powerful. And though the man's hands gave away the fact that he was not young, he radiated an abundance of youthfulness and vitality. I am Julian Mantle. I have come to learn from the sages of Savannah. Do you know where I might find them? The man spoke softly. Why is it that you seek these sages, friend? Sensing that he had indeed found one of the mystical monks who had eluded so many, Julian opened his heart and poured out his odyssey to the traveler. He spoke of his former life and of the crisis of spirit he had struggled with, and he told of his travels in mystical India and of his meeting with Yogi Krishnan. The traveler remained silent and still. It was not until Julian spoke of his burning, almost obsessive desire to acquire the ancient principles of enlightened living that the man spoke again. Placing an arm on Julian's shoulder, the man said gently, If you truly have a heartfelt desire to learn the wisdom of a better way, then it is my duty to help you. I am indeed one of those sages that you have come so far in search of. If you like, you may come with me as my guest to our temple. My brothers and sisters will welcome you with open arms. We will work together to teach you the ancient principles and strategies that our ancestors have passed down through the ages. Before I take you into our private world, I must request one promise from you. Upon learning these timeless truths, you must return to your homeland in the West and share this wisdom with all those who need to hear it. Though we are isolated in these magical mountains, we are aware of the turmoil your world is in. Good people are losing their way. You must give them the hope that they deserve. More importantly, you must give them the tools to fulfill their dreams. This is all I ask. Julian instantly accepted the sage's terms. As the two men moved still higher up the mountain path to the lost village of Savannah, the Indian sun started to set, a fiery red circle slipping into a soft, magical slumber 
after a long and weary day.